0: Hi, and welcome to DaVita Leadership Insights, a weekly podcast for DaVita teammates who want to become a better leader, both personally and professionally. I am Doug Miller, a master coach and DaVita University faculty member.
1: And I'm Grace Berman, a senior director with DaVita University. Today, we get to chat about growth mindset with Tad Stahl, group vice president for home dialysis and hospital services.
0: Welcome, Tad. Thank you. Great to be here.
1: Yes, welcome. I'm thrilled to have you on the podcast because it's been several months um, that we've talked about getting you on the show and we finally found the perfect topic for you. Yeah. So growth mindset was the topic you sold me on just as a general concept. So I'm, I'm glad to have you here to talk to us about it today. I was definitely a skeptic. Um, and I have to say that I am a true believer now because you really pushed me on that with your growth mindset. And I'm really looking forward to the stories you have to share about your experiences with this. So let's start with how do you define growth mindset in your own words?
2: Yeah, thanks. So I think it's actually, I think of it pretty simply. First of all, growth mindset came out of some research that Carol Dwick, Dr. Carol Dwick, a psychologist at Stanford University uh, founded. And basically the way she defined it is you can have a fixed mindset or a growth mindset. And so a fixed mindset is you basically accept the circumstances that you find yourself in and you say, I can't change them, it is what it is. And a growth mindset is really the opposite, where you actually look at that circumstance and you think, I can make it better, I can improve it.
0: Mm. Way cool. And so how do you think about growth mindset for yourself as a leader, Tad?
2: Yeah, yeah, I've thought about it in really kind of three levels, honestly. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think that, On a personal level as a leader, I think about how I can improve and how do I um, show up and where I can do things that are better. So that is on a personal level. When I think about applying growth mindset to as a role as a manager of a team, it's how you look at each of the members on your team and you think about, you could have a fixed mindset, which is just that's who they are and that's who they're gonna be. Or you could have a growth mindset, which is that's who they are today, but they can continue to improve along their career journey. And then thirdly is when you lead an organization or a lane or a team or however, you can basically kind of say, you know, we're kind of locked into the circumstances that our business or our team finds us ourselves, or what you can say is, Hey, we can make this better. We can shape it. We can, we can, uh, exceed or break down barriers. And so it really can be for yourself, how you lead your team and then how you actually lead an organization.
1: I like the way you broke it down, tad into those buckets. And, um, I, that's the way I I feel like I'm going to start thinking about it now from the personal manager and the leader perspective. So why do you think it's important for leaders to, to have growth mindset and to build growth mindset?
2: Yeah, there's a great question. There's a lot of reasons really, but I kind of think of three that are really make sense to me is first is with a growth mindset. It really creates resilience. Hmm. It's after you encounter difficulty in a situation, you think through how can I work through that situation and be resilient so that you need resilient organizations. The second that probably appeals to me the most is just optimism. It's basically in any circumstance you look at it and you say, how can I make it better, which in my mind is kind of the optimistic approach. And then third is, it's a little more subtle, is that it creates an ownership mentality. I think if you're kind of an employee, you show up and you just accept things the way they are, kind of the fixed mindset. But if you're the owner of something, then you think, hey, I own this and how can I make it better? Mm. So I really feel like it creates resilience, optimism and ownership, which, again, are all great attributes
0: for an organization. Really, really important attributes. And so tell us, let's let's double click here a little bit, Tad, and tell us about a time in your life when you led with a growth mindset and what was the benefit?
2: Yeah, so one that comes to mind, and I don't didn't have the label back then, is, mm. so I'm involved with our home therapies, and so the peritoneal dialysis, several years ago, the th- solution that we
0: use with the patients to perform the therapy went in shortage. Could, could you pause for just a second, and tell us what is peritoneal dialysis, just so our listeners understand? Sure.
2: So there's um, a... Uh, two ways patients can do dialysis at home. One is home hemodialysis, which basically is very similar to what we do in center. And peritoneal dialysis actually is a more gentler dialysis where the patient puts a fluid in their abdomen and then drains it. And through some crazy osmosis, it
0: actually cleans their blood. Wow. That is really cool. Thanks for that explanation. So go ahead and continue on with your story. Sure. So again, you can hear this solution is crucial
2: to actually doing PD or Mm -hmm. peritoneal dialysis. The vendor that we uh, supplied us went into a supply shortage. And so we weren't able to offer peritoneal dialysis to new patients who wanted it.
1: Yeah. That That sounds frustrating because you have no control over that, right? Or it could feel like you have no control.
2: Exactly. So it's a great, so you go back to the fixed mindset, which is like, woe was me, this is terrible, what do we do? We just accept it, the vendor can't um, do anything, we can't do anything without the vendor supply. Mm -hmm. But what we did, and I would say I tried to lead this way, but the organization was, what can we do in this setting? So we focused a lot on clinical of our existing patients, we uh, promoted significantly home hemo Hmm. um, to our patients that wanted home dialysis, and we partnered and pushed both the FDA and our vendor to come up with solutions and we found another vendor to supply some of the mm-hmm. gap. So again, it was really this, we were in a bad spot, but what is it that we can do to really improve and, and you know, kind of work to make this better?
0: Yeah, it sounds like, uh, one of the distinctions that's coming to mind here is um, being a victim of the circumstance would be kind of uh, in, in that same vein as being a fixed mindset. Like, oh, there's nothing I can do. It's just the way that it is versus really looking at what are the opportunities and possibilities, which would be the growth mindset. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah,
1: And what I love about that story, too, is that it's actually caring for our patients. Like it's providing better care for our patients and being able to be in that growth mindset really help them.
0: And how about how about a personal example, Tad, of a time when you led with a growth mindset? Yeah, so again, I didn't have the label, uh,
2: but, you know, as I think back, uh, several people who know me here at Davida know that about five years ago, my son had a really serious health uh, incident or issue. And uh, I think any parent, you know, finds himself in that situation extremely, uh, you know, debilitating in some ways. And so at that time, what I really did is really said, you know, this is something that we're going to Fix. We're going to make it better. And so we did basically, you know, searching out the best uh, care in the country, finding the experts who would um, be able to give us the best recommendations on treatment pathways. We went out of state and put him actually at a different um, uh, intensive program. And uh, so really kind of, you know, tried to, fo- tried to stay in a growth mindset. Now, obviously, you know, we had our ups and downs of despair as any parent mm-hmm. would but um, just really trying to focus on the positive and what we could do to fit, make the situation as positive as possible. And again, the great news is that he really did uh, have what many would call a miraculous recovery. I can't say I can attribute it only to the growth mindset, but again, it, is, I, it just shows even in your personal life how you can face adversity, but with a growth mindset and really hopefully positively impact the outcome.
1: Yeah. And I'm I'm curious. I think that that's fantastic. So great. Uh, so glad your son is okay now and uh, that he made it such a great recovery. So I'm wondering about the times you said there were some ups and downs and the times where there was despair where you, you and your wife may have felt, and maybe your son felt like, hey, it, maybe the, I, I can't feel as much hope about the way forward. How did you get yourself out of that fixed mindset when you felt yourself in it?
2: Yeah, it's... Um It happened a lot, right? I mean, you're going to always cycle. But I think that for me, it was really around just not accepting that it wasn't going to get better. And so I think, again, it's that, you know, kind of just keep pulling yourself back to what now I would label a growth mindset. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that's it is just kind of. being aware of your feelings, both sides, Mm -hmm. right? Being aware, hey, I'm operating from a fixed mindset and I've got to shift the way I'm thinking about the situation.
0: Yeah. For me, it it sounds like um, almost a, a continued focus on, well, what can we do now? Given what's happening, what are the possible next steps that we can take versus just surrendering and being kind of powerless and kind of you know, playing the victim of of the circumstance.
1: Yeah. And and that that makes me feel like I have power in those situations that you mentioned, just even doing a self-assessment check or like just being aware, noticing that Mm -hmm. (laughs) you you are where you are and then snapping yourself out of it, I think could be one simple way that that people could try to to, um, apply growth mindset in those situations. So thank you for sharing that. Um I'd like I'd love to pivot now to maybe some times when you didn't lead with growth mindset and maybe you were in that fixed mindset what did you feel the cost was for you
2: Yeah I, um as I said kind of the three levels the personal the manager and the leader I think um I think about a manager situation when hmm. I started to learn more about growth mindset Uh, from you, actually, Grace, and that, uh, you know, I thought about teammates who had reported to me or people over my career, and I probably approached them more with a fixed mindset. Like, Mm. this is something that, say, a specific teammate that comes to mind who was an individual contributor, did a great job at that. And so I kind of viewed them as an individual contributor, and that was kind of their lot in life. And um, then, this teammate went on to a different role and has been kind of wildly successful as a leader of a large organization. And so I kind of look back and say, you know, I really approached them with a fixed mindset and their development, and that was really not doing them a service. Mm. And so that's something I can think of in my professional life.
1: Yeah. And I'm sure many managers can relate to your story. It, it definitely, can, I know for me, it can be tough to check my blind spots about people and then look at them with that growth mindset and see their their true potential, right? So knowing what you know now, what would you have done differently in that situation with that particular teammate?
2: I think that Uh, knowing what I really know now Mm -hmm. I would have talked about fixed mindset and growth (laughs) mindset seriously (laughs) and I would have just said you know again let's talk about your career from a growth mindset perspective let's talk about your um, development what are the things that you don't see yourself where are your gaps or opportunities and how do we set up a situation or a path to address those and so that's really what I would do now.
0: That's awesome. And just reminds me of um, studies that they've done where they look at teaching kids math, for example, and um, they, you know, in, in one population of kids, they say math, you either got it or you don't. And then in the other population, they say math is a learned skill. right? And the, the kids that are told math is a learned skill are able to perform higher and continue to learn versus the fixed mindset, the told, it, it, you either got it or you don't, just kind of plateau and diminish in in their results. So another example of how this this plays out. Um, and I'm wondering if you have a, a personal example of a, of a time when you didn't um, lead with a growth mindset.
2: Yeah, it's... Uh, I, I, I think back on something actually maybe it's a little humorous is that, uh, again, part of growth mindset, as uh, Grace taught me, was that your own personal abilities, like I'm never going to be good at golf. That's a fixed mindset. And so I used to, uh, growing up in the South, uh, took French in high school and was continually told that I had a terrible French accent, that it was this Southern drawl French, (laughs) like no one could even, my French teacher said, you're good at the grammar, but I can't tell what you're saying. And so I, um, in college, I guess I took one semester of it, again, got that um, tough feedback and just basically said, I'm never gonna be good at um, spoken French and just dropped French from there on out. And then the humor that life sometimes presents is 10 years later, I was transferred to the French office, Paris office of my firm and dropped into consulting 100% in French. Oh my and, gosh. And so <laughs> That's it's terrifying. like, so I just had that you know, fixed. If I was like, if I'd had a growth mindset back in those
0: early days, I probably would have been in a lot better shape. So um, h- how do you, um, build this muscle of a growth mindset yeah
2: that's that's something once you learn about fixed and growth and you want to have a growth mindset that's you know the core question how do you do it mm-hmm. so for me it's really been two ways one is um we had an inspirational speaker come to our group a couple years ago janine Shepard, who mm. was an uh, olympic athlete who was in a disastrous uh uh, accident and basically was left a paraplegic. Mm, and she'd wow. actually been a skier, downhill skier. And so she uh, recovered to a remarkable amount. She actually has a fantastic TED Talk, uh, one of, yeah. the, I think, the top 10 TED Talks. Wow. wow. Yeah,
1: we'll put, we'll put a link in our show notes for that.
2: Yeah, truly yeah. inspiring. And um, when she spoke to us, she talked about her Uh, motto which is love the hills and so again for a downhill skier that's such a great um, phrase and basically what she comes to explain is when you're confronted with a challenge instead of backing away from it lean in, love the fact that you face a challenge. And so to me, that I really try to pull that phrase up in my head, Hmm. love the hills, because I feel like that, when I'm faced with something and i am probably got a fixed mindset, it causes me to shift over to a growth mindset. So that's one. The other is my daughter, happily, several years ago, turned me on to the Headspace app.
1: Yeah. And uh,
2: that is how I got an introduction to mindfulness. And so another one of my favorite topics is mindfulness. And I think it really blends well with growth mindset because mindfulness causes you to probably step back and be intentional. And, and so that's again where I think your immediate reaction often is to go to the fixed mindset. But mindfulness causes you to maybe pause and then can intentionally cause you to go to the growth mindset instead.
0: That's awesome. we um we actually did an episode, a, a podcast on mindfulness. so you can go back in the archives. We'll actually we'll put a link to it in the show notes as yeah. well so yeah. that you can learn more about that.
1: Good call. and i I love that that tip about the love the hills and the skiing connection because I'm I learned skiing as an adult and we live in Colorado here. so of course, you know we want to try to teach our kids skiing and such. And I really don't enjoy skiing that much, and I'm going to try to use growth mindset so that I can love those hills, even though they terrify me <laughs> and to know that uh, I can always get better at it. So thank Absolutely. you for that,
0: tad, how do you how do you coach others out of a fixed mindset and into this concept of a growth mindset? Uh, yeah, I, I, again, I'm sure it happens a lot. One that comes to mind is and
2: pretty common, at Davida, in kind of our staff, or what we call the Atlas group or corporate versus the field, is I had a teammate who was very comfortable um, on the Atlas or the corporate side. And so, from my perspective, they had kind of gone as far as they could go on the Atlas side, and that they needed to expand their skill set, they needed to be challenged, and they needed to develop some new muscles. And so, I really talk to them about, hey, going out to the field has these benefits, has these things that really kind of give them a picture, kind of a growth mindset picture of what's possible versus honestly kind of fixed mindset is kind of you just are where you are. There's mm-hmm. less opportunity for you as a leader to develop. Not to say there isn't for lots of opportunities inside corporate or Atlas, but guess for some people, they're afraid mm-hmm. to go outside their comfort zone. And I think a growth mindset is a way to, to kind of give yourself the confidence to, to grow, go outside that comfort zone.
0: Yeah, I, I, I have a, a specific example that comes to mind where I had, I had made a a pretty big mistake and I remember my boss uh coming to me and basically saying well hey has ever anyone ever taught you how to do that and I was like you know if I really am honest no no one's ever taught me and and then my boss was able to say very clearly well that's why I'm here Mm -hmm. I know you can learn how to do that and I'm here to support you so let's set up a plan so that you can learn this skill and be able to do this and I've you know, I was kind of stuck in a, in a fixed mindset of this is who I am and I'm not going to be successful here. And then her comments actually pulled me out of that into like, yeah, I can accomplish that with some support and some learning and some growth.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I love that. That's a great, great example there, Doug. Thank you. Well, we're at that time, Tad. You've shared a lot of tips throughout this episode. We end all of our episodes in the same way by asking our guests to share just one tip that they would challenge our listeners to just go out and try right away. So what is your one tip you would uh, share with our listeners around growth mindset?
2: Yeah, well, I'll give the one that I I did, which is uh, I got, or actually someone on my team gave this to me where they got a coffee mug or travel mug and they had etched on it quite large love the hills and so (laughs) i literally like have it on my desk and so i will you know if i'm in a challenging situation or feeling a bit fixed you know i'll I'll hold the thing even (laughs) but at least looking at it and it's just that reminder you know you're facing a challenge lean in uh, appreciate the fact that you have a challenge, that's actually a gift Mm. and it's going to take you or something farther. So, so I guess a visual reminder of growth mindset,
0: whatever that might be for people would be my, my one suggestion. Excellent. Well, thank you so much, Tad, for stopping by and sharing all of this with us. Really appreciate it.
1: Yeah. Thank you, Tad.
0: Obviously my pleasure. Thank you. That was an insightful episode with Tad and uh and it's just so fitting for these current times when You know, it doesn't feel like we have control of many of the things that are happening uh, in our environments. And so just really great to bring ourselves back to what we do have control over. And that is our mindset. We do have control of our mindset. And I loved his tip at the end to use visual reminders to help us remember to lead with a growth mindset.
1: Completely agree, Doug. And speaking of tips that are really relevant right now for for our times, it's my turn to follow up on the tip from our last episode with Lisa Miller on leading with resilience. And her tip was to focus on what you can control and work through the things you can't control. Make a list so you can see it on paper. So to your point, Doug, about how this connects with Tad's uh, episode on growth mindset, it's a perfect connection. And her tip from the last episode where Lisa said, make a list that was super helpful for me and my family as we're going through and and navigating through this whole coronavirus situation. So we did it together and we all made our individual lists. Uh, My husband and my two kids, they're seven and nine. And yes, they were able to make their lists and step back and see really what they can control about this whole situation and, and let go of the things that they can't control. And it was just very therapeutic and and helpful to, to me and my family. And I thank Lisa for that tip, and I hope others will give it a try too.
0: That is so inspirational, Grace. Thank you so much for sharing. It inspires me. You know, I have two teenage boys, so I'm not sure that they would be as compliant with doing that, but I'm going to give it a try. So thanks, <laughs> thanks right. for thanks for inspiring me, and I hope inspiring many of our listeners. Um, you know, it's an it's an interesting time for us, and we were really racking our our brains trying to figure out what we could do. And we have a really special announcement for all of you that are our listeners. It's been such an interesting time navigating this uncertainty and um, in figuring out how to adjust in our new environments, whether that's working from home or with all of the different procedures that our clinic teams are now needing to execute on. So, um, you know, we wanted to show our appreciation for all that heroic work and give you a gift of mindfulness and self-care. So, you know, one of our phrases that we like to say is it's easy to be mindful. It's just really, 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 really hard to remember to be mindful. So we want to help you with that by sharing a special daily guided mindfulness practice series that is going to kick off tomorrow. So make sure you tune in.
1: Yeah, Doug, thanks for sharing that for our listeners. We're super excited to bring this to you. The cool thing is that you can listen to it here. It'll be on the same stream as our DeVita Leadership Insights podcast. Dave Herman, DeVita's chief wisdom officer and our boss and other guests will be leading these daily meditations. They will be two to 15 minutes in length so you can choose the best fit for you and your day. So we hope you enjoy the series and give yourself a little time each day to recharge with mindfulness, one for all
0: and all for one.